Uh, Put me in the right spot for the show. I'm just gonna be like, I concur. <laughs> I got nothing about that. Um, they use really good beans. That's amazing. They're right next door. I go all over for coffee. And what's their name? Are they David? No, no. No, we'll select the blue copper. Blue copper. How's our I think we changed it up every week. Uh, well, you didn't want to slouch, but since you're sitting next to her, you should slouch. Because apparently it's a thing in people's face. When someone's this tall, they're... <clears throat> what if I do this? Yeah. Can I see? Do you have a small pillow I can put behind me? Uh, on the couch, feel me right out there. Yeah, because that's not going to happen. Yeah, we had it on last week. I like this setup much better with the thing. I wonder if it's going to start with the thing. You know, it's a live show. It didn't work. Okay, the computer just died on me, so we'll have to start with that. You want to hit start on the work music since yeah. you're studying it? You can start without messing it up. I think that's the little button. I'm giving you crap. Why did we choose communication? Well, communication um, 
really in the three areas that we focus on, whether it's, um, you know, with your physical body, which there's communication going on all the time, in your relationships, which are everywhere, um, or in your business, which is, you know, kind of a foundation to your whole life and your lifestyle, communication is the glue. It's what really creates what you have, whether it's what doesn't work or whether it's what does work. So we want to make sure that our communication in these areas are effective so we're actually producing the results we want in our life. Um, where do you want to start? <laughs> so let's talk about what communication, like, why is it a problem? Why do, why do we always say, you know, most relationships, if there's a problem, it's a communication problem. Why do we go there? What's the big deal about communication? Oh, I have nothing yet. <laughs> I'm like blank. Um, Me too. Well, it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, I mean, to achieve results that you want, you have to talk to people somehow. Mm-hmm. You have to communicate with people, whether it's marriage, relationship, uh, business, empl- getting a job, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Marketing you to, yourself. You have to talk to people. So, the, so if you want to get what you want, is how I, I look at it. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to communicate to people. Right. Well, I think that uh, communication isn't just verbal. It's one of the things that we take into consideration. I think... Um, one of the things that uh, I've come across is that everything is a communication. Your posture, your actions all represent a communication. I don't think that there's um, it's a coincidence that we use the peacock as a form of uh, metaphor in how we communicate when we're dating. Like we call it peacocking uh, because there's, there's something about the way of being. Um, so in, when you look at all of your actions that you take, whether it's professional in your relationship, if you show up to late, late to work on time, that's communication. Mm-hmm. So communication is a very big subject. It's a very weighty subject. And becoming an expert in communication is... It gives you access. Well, it gives you access, but becoming an expert in communication, I think, is consistent with your um, being present to your environment and being aware of your environment. Mm-hmm. And not just the people that are in it, but everything that's in it and how it's affected time, uh, considerations, and agreements. So it's a really big subject, and we can probably take it from any angle you guys want. But mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think a good spot is what you have up on the board there is uh, how to let other people be heard. Because mm-hmm. a lot of time out there, I think people will let me communicate. Right. They're not getting it. They're not hearing me. They're not, you know, if yeah, they just exactly. understood what exactly. I said, then they wouldn't be upset. So why, why is listening to someone even matter communication? I don't care what they have to say. I'm just saying that. I don't care what they have to say. I just, I want them to hear me. Right. You know, and, and you'll see that when people, like, sometimes when people approach you, you can see they really don't care what you have to say. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to, like, catch them. Or maybe make it mean something for them that they, that they listen. Sure. Right? Yeah, and it's uh, conscious effort to listen, right? Yeah, yeah. Like we were talking this morning about traveling to Mexico, and the conversation went a lot longer than it had to because we weren't. There's parts of the communication that we weren't actually hearing the other per- person say. Mm-hmm. So you, you ever get caught up in those conversations where they just go on and on and on and on? And you get to a point where you're like, why are we still talking about this? Like right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, so we did. We stopped and we said, okay, hold up. Someone's not being heard. It's actually both of us. So we just took turns. And we really made sure that he was heard and what he, he was saying and feeling and thinking. And I was heard and what I was saying, feeling and thinking. And then, you know, it was fascinating because we weren't really at odds with each other when we actually got what each other was saying. And then we worked together and it was, you know, two second conversation. So I do, you know, people really do just want to be heard. And I think one of the main reasons why there's like repeating arguments that always go the same way or, um, you know, there's breakdowns like with your boss or your clients, like they just didn't get it. Right. So then you didn't produce the results you wanted. And it, it kind of feels like that's the end of the story. Well, they didn't get it. I have no access, you know, that's it. I don't get my rate. My boss wasn't available for that conversation, you know, is that, um, you know, the tool that I've learned is, you know, really having people be heard first. 
because people just want to be heard. So it's kind of like they have cotton balls in their ears, and they really can't hear you until they're heard. So if you can take the cotton balls out and say, I totally, I hear you're saying this, this, and this. I get where you're coming mm -hmm. from. You know, did I, did I hear you right? And they're like, yeah. Magically, it, it works like magic. Um, all of a sudden, they don't have cotton in their ears, and they're, like, actually available to hear you. So the first place I go in a conversation isn't actually, like, progressing or working the way that I intend it to work. Is um, I stop and go back to listening. Okay, clearly they have this conversation in their head and it's so loud, right? Mm -hmm. That they can't actually hear me. We can't move forward. So, you know, I think it's one of also the most loving things we can do when we actually hear people because they feel understood and they feel loved and gotten by that. So, um, anyway, that's, that's one you, of the places. I forgot I've to say, you guys need to slap me when I was there. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, go ahead and put it in the comments or you can call. Uh, the number is 713 <clears throat> I'll put that in the comments right now. So you know I'm not doing my homework. I'm working on the show. But, uh, yeah, if you have a comment, if you have a question, go ahead and put that in the Facebook Live that you have right now. Or go ahead and call that number, 713-955-0531. I'll memorize it now. 713-955-0531. Yeah, yeah, I'll memorize it. And we'll give you free coaching. We want to be available for what you guys are dealing with, whether it's in your business, how to market yourself, how to get committed customers, keep committed customers. Um, all of these are inside of communication, and um, if you're not being effective or as effective as you want to be, um, we're definitely available to help you see what's missing for you. Cool. One thing that came to my mind was, um, you know, when you're talking about having the loud noise in your head and not being able to hear the other person, um, when I think about the communication breakdowns that I've had, the first thing that comes to my mind is my 15-year-old daughter. Um, when... I remember I was I felt like we were butting heads a lot. Um, she was about 13, and I found out she had started lying to me about her homework. Um, and this is like a straight as an arrow child, like doesn't ever do things like lie. <laughs> so it was like I I took her to I was shocked first of all, and I took her to um, get a milkshake, and we sat down, and I just listened, and she just like you know started telling me some things she was dealing with. Um, and she didn't talk to me like before that. Like we just we tried to talk, but it ended up fighting because I was trying to get her to do her homework or get her to do what I thought she should be doing or get her to be responsible. It's all that like in my head. Mm -hmm. It's just like and that that didn't ever make a difference. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, I sat down with her and just listened and really got <clears throat> some of the confusion that she was dealing with and some of the grief and frustration from what some of her friends were dealing with and just on and on. And I just listened. And it took about 45 minutes, and then she kind of slowed down a little bit. And I just kind of would say back, okay, this is what I think you're saying, you know. And, and she'd be like, yep, yep. And then she would say something else and then pause. And it kind of went like that until she started talking about her favorite movie. And, that, and then after that, it was like she was clear. She was done. I heard her. And then um, the other thing is I really got that my expectations of her weren't working for her. So I had to lower my expectations and kind of like her privileges that were available and just like she wanted to operate at this level. Uh, and when I accepted that and heard her, there's like just no more problems. When we could talk again, she could hear me again, life at home was peaceful again. Um, so really great. I really saw listening make a difference there. Mm -hmm. And being with where people are actually at, then you can work with, you can work together. Yeah, I really had to accept what she was willing to do, what level she was willing to live at, and, and see that I had been putting, you know, a total like a decision that I totally invented about how she should be on top of her, and that's what was kind of stopping things from working. So, this is where we where I sometimes disagree with some stuff, but okay. um, what? Uh, so you said should be. I've been looking at that a lot, especially since I did the courses that you guys have gone to, right? Um, 
what I've come to is that sometimes what I've seen is that we've become so free about they should be able to do what they want to do or choose. Do you mean kids or who? Uh, people. Okay, people. okay, yeah. just to keep it specific, right? But sometimes they should do something. After all, they should go to school or they should do their homework or they should not abuse their wife or someone. Right, like in that like world, in that world of like the world that yeah. we're in right now, there's some things we shouldn't do. I shouldn't smack Hebrew. Well, my daughter shouldn't buy the phone. You'll punch me. Then we want viewers. Yeah, What's going on there? Right, I agree. Well, had a shit about my daughter. She shouldn't be lying, and she should be being responsible. But that's where I got into trouble, right? And I don't mean it personally. I mean it like yeah. just the general. Well, how do you navigate? How do you navigate the stuff that people should or shouldn't be doing, or for example, the stuff that does or doesn't work? Mm-hmm. Like if somebody wants to go do that, and maybe doesn't work for me, you know, I need. It's. It sounds like you guys are distinguishing your shows inside of expectations. So you, the, you, we all have expectations of how other people should be, but expectations exist uh, like fundamentally inside of an agreement. Like. I expect that you won't rob a bank, just like I expect that you won't slap me, right? We have some. Yeah, there's some uh, social expectations. We have some social expectations, just like you're a mom. As a mother, you have some expectations. Um, And your daughter also has expectations of you. So where communication would come into play in that is that you're actually probably not communicating all of your expectations. They're staying in your head. Or they're not, or they're not in an agreement. So um, we have socially, we have expectations on who who our children are for us. Um, like maybe some, maybe some people think that they're like property. I'm just kind of using examples, and maybe some people think they're like other free human beings. But there's an there's an underlying expectation that's not being communicated, and if you're not inside of in creating agreements with them then you, you're actually just two completely different human beings with two di- different sets of agreements. And she may not actually have the same agreements Great. as you. Can we table that for a second? Because we have a caller. Oh, wonderful. So I haven't done this for a while, so let's see how it works. Okay, let's right see how it goes. Let's wing it. Hello? Hello, can you hear us? Caller Hello? One. Well, they'd hear it if they were, if they can hear it. They might actually hear it. Hmm. What about this one or even that one? That's to call, I guess. That's to mute them if they're talking. And we don't like what them say. Can you hear us at all? Hello? This is our first communication breakdown. Hello. Let me put you on mute and then turn you back on and see if that works. Hello, can you hear us? Yes, this is Cindy. I can hear you. Hey, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. You're our Sorry, first caller. Hey, Cindy, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you. And you? Great. Do you have a question for us? Um, no, I'm just listening in. <laughs> oh, okay, I've great. A lot of communication courses, um, like crucial communication and that sort of thing. <clears throat> great, great. You cut out there. You, I heard that you do communication courses, crucial communication. Is that what you said? I do. Yep, I have taught it, and I've been in classes for it. Okay, great. All right, if you have any questions, uh, I guess hang up and call again. More comments. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll put okay. it on mute in case there's any background noise. All right, thank you. All right, thank you. Did, did she want to make a comment? Did you have a comment, Cindy? Oh, no, not yet. <laughs> okay. I just Great. joined. I'm sorry I was late. Oh, no problem. Thanks. Okay, so you were saying? Can I remember? Well, another way that I would word that is if something's not working, one place to look is has it actually been communicated effectively, Mm -hmm. right? 
So the expectations, when they live in your head, there is no in your head. I can't cut open my head and find those expectations. So when I'm looking at creating something in reality, right, out here with people in my life, I have to do that through communication. So one example is I have a client, customer, who worked in customer service for several years and management switched over. And then what she experienced when management switched over was um, that with all of the changes, what she was really committed to with her job and providing customer service wasn't really um, in reality anymore. Like she had to change the way that she was doing things and didn't feel like the accomplishment was there and that customers were getting what they needed. And she was having the same issue. She, you know, she kept talking about all of the things that kept coming up in her mind about the way that things were going. Mm. And inevitably in talking to her, what we uncovered was that she actually has no communication with the new management structure. Mm. Like no communication. She's not feeding, she's not giving any feedback because you're talking about a person who's committed to their job and their customer service and has been doing it for years. And you have a new manager coming into place mm -hmm. who that's that she be, she's a very vital component to the already working process and now she's thinking about quitting so this is a this is actually really big in uh, a lot of industries today is that uh, millennials are having a hard time keeping their jobs because they lose interest or something like this happens they, they're not dealing with change well so they don't communicate. or they don't communicate so what ended up happening in the coaching structure I had with her was that we actually found out what all of the conversations and considerations she had about her job were um, so that they were actual practical complaints that she, that she had. And there was like five of them, very specific items. And I said, okay, let's actually start talking to your manager and setting up times. And then I held her to account on it. Like, when are you going to talk to your manager? And after she followed through, she actually started getting promotions. So the whole conversation shifted because when we have complaints and we internalize them, um, I think of it like festering, like not cleaning out your closet, mm -hmm. you, you know? So if you consider that your boss is, you and your boss are at the same place at the same time trying to accomplish the same thing. And if you're at odds with them, then that's just hanging up progress. So finding out what, the, what communications aren't working um, is extremely effective, especially in like an office workspace or like mm -hmm. um, team atmosphere, all very important. So what do you do when, and I brought this up before the show, when you can't communicate for some reason, like I don't know what scenario, but the boss says, uh, no, uh, get, uh, you can bring it up in three months during a review and that's it. Or, uh, you communicate to someone like your like your daughter, uh, but maybe not your daughter. Like you communicate to someone, you tell them you're open, you share with them stuff, and they will not tell you what's there for them. Because sometimes people don't. Mm -hmm. Like in scenarios that we talk about, they do. But there's scenarios you share, you'll talk, you'll express whatever it might be, and they will not share. Mm -hmm. Like you'd have to tie them up. Put them in a chair and torture them. They might, they might tell you. Right? But sometimes, you know, it's either they just don't want to tell you because that's the way their uh, their point of view of the world is. Right? Well, it's like, just their personality. They're not expressive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're closed or, or they're uh, they don't know. Sometimes they don't even know what's there, right? They're they haven't had they haven't. It's a blind spot, like they can't see it, mm -hmm. right? Or they haven't discovered it yet. I love that because that's where most people are like, but I need my husband to do this, but I need my boss mm. to do this. Like the problem seems like it's dependent upon the other person getting it, which in some aspects it could be. If you're really attached to how it looks, like if you're attached to, getting, like I need a million dollars. We're getting back to expectations I'm again. I'm attached to it, getting a yeah. million dollars. That's the way to get my dreams fulfilled. Mm. But you don't really want a million dollars. You want what you think that can provide you. So if you can get down to kind of let go of the attachment and like, what is it that I really want to create here? Mm -hmm. What am I really committed to? And how can I create that for my life? Because I essentially I'm in control of that part, mm -hmm. right? Despite where other people are. 
And what I've looked at is when I'm stuck, when I don't, when I can't see the answer to that question, I call my coach. And we always find the way that I can be in control and that I can create what I want or need without the other person having to do or look a certain way. So it's very empowering. I know that's kind of conceptual, but I always bring it back to myself. What am I responsible for? What's missing for me? What's not working for me? What requests can I make? You know, can I call somebody else? Can I tell them that doesn't work for me? Like, what actions can I take to still achieve the goal? Can you list the actions so maybe someone listening can capture it? I'll uh, just let her go. Okay, go ahead. Um, what list, I just said? No, does he have, well, like some of the, you mentioned some mm. actions within your discussion, but sure. I'm sure they're, they're little good nuggets. So, yeah. You, yeah. What can you do for. What can I do? Yeah, so what yeah. things do you do? Like, example. Well, I get coaching or I talk to somebody okay. if I can't think of anything. The first thing, I get into communication to get another perspective. Brainstorming is so powerful because usually our brains get stuck in one box, right? Is it any perspective or is it the specific person that's... I have people that I call that help me and I have coaches that I pay Mm -hmm. that depending upon the situation. But even when I just talk to friends or family or you guys, hey, like this is what I'm dealing with. If, if there's something that can just get my brain thinking a little bit outside of the box mm-hmm. or I can talk it out, usually I come up with a lot of ideas that I didn't think of before. You know, if I'm not stuck on a million dollars and I'm just like, well, what other actions could I take or how else could I achieve this goal? All of a sudden I start thinking of ideas. So mm-hmm. I look at actions that I can take, requests that I can make. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have other that usually gets me going enough. I do. Okay. Um, so if you consider that um, we're, uh, we have a relationship to our environment, and that's that's the other people, whether it's in a work relationship or a personal relationship, um, so are the other people. So when you can actually influence the environment around other people, like you were saying, maybe sometimes other people don't want to talk to you or they don't want to be in communication with you. They don't even want to interact with you sometimes about certain things. Yeah, and I, I talk and deal with a lot of people. So right. I see different groupings, right, mm-hmm. of people. And I'm not saying everyone's the same, but a lot of times someone will act a certain way, and they're like, oh, yep. they're the non-communicative type. Right. And I'm going to have to do more work. Okay. It, it is going to require more work because you essentially aren't on the same wavelength, mm-hmm. so to speak. So I would say that if your first approach is to figure out what their considerations are, why they won't talk to you, there's probably something there. And it might, like you said earlier, it might just be a personality trait of theirs. The other thing is to get into communication in the environment around them. So if it's in a workplace and you're having a hard time with your boss without creating like contention or like, I'm not saying go behind your boss's back. I'm saying go talk to the other people in your office. And there might be somebody that you're talking to where that communicate, where the boss actually communicates better with them, where it comes back around. So then communication isn't really just about me getting what I want. It's actually being in communication with my environment and shifting everything in my environment. And, to, uh, and inevitably, something will either change in my expectations about what's really going on or that communication will inevitably get to them. So I think that like in so I want to put that in reality because what we're saying is golden, but people may not know like examples that this could apply to. So one example I thought of is in our relationship, right? So when I'm having a hard time or I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed out, my dog died, I want him to show up a certain way for me. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to go blah 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 blah, and he can like fix it and just tell me the perfect words and you know, hold me and just have nothing about it, right? Works every time. (laughs) But if he's oftentimes, you know, he's dealing with his own workload or he's whatever, you know, and he's not the space for me to like throw all that up on him and like just have him automatically be however I want him to be. So if he's not available for that space, you could say, well, crap, I'm doomed because I'm committed to something in a relationship. I want somebody to be there for me when I need it. Mm-hmm. And he's not available. And I'm married to him. Like, I'm stuck with the guy. <laughs> um, I'm glad I'm stuck with you. So, you know, what I actually got was, well, what am I really wanting? 
what's missing for me? Well, I want to be heard and I want somebody to understand my emotions and I just want them to get it and, you know, give me a little bit of comfort. So I actually call somebody else for that now. And he shows up and he is great with physical touch and he'll give me a hug. You know what I mean? I didn't have to put all that on him and nothing's missing for me. How he shows up for me gets to be a gift. Mm. But when I have expectations, like, well, he's my other skin, he's my other half, he should just do what I want him to do all the time, whenever I want it. Um, <laughs> that doesn't work. And it's actually no fun because yeah. if he's obligated oh, to do that, that, he can't show up and gift me that time, you know, and when he's in the space. So in a, in a personal relationship, I would look at, okay, what's actually missing? What do I really want? It's not that my husband shows up this way. Mm-hmm. It's that I get what I need in the moment. And when that need is fulfilled and I'm responsible with that, then I'm just available without expectations for a really fun relationship with a lot of gratitude. So another thing, you know, is in my own business, this is a business example. Um, you know, I thought that to achieve my goals, I had to create physical clinics. Mm. Right, because my goal for my business is that um, all areas of health are addressed, physical, mental, emotional, right, structurally, the body workers, nutritionally and internally with medicine, um, and emotionally, and then with exercise, because movement is so important. So I have this model of healthcare, right, and I'm like, it's missing in the world. So I have to go create clinic after clinic after clinic after clinic after clinic, right? And then find the people and build the clinics and then franchise, whatever that looks like, right? And playing that game, there were a lot of things that didn't work about that. Money, time, whatever, people. Okay, so I got a new perspective. Like, what is it that I actually want to accomplish? Hmm. It wasn't building a clinic. What's a new perspective? Well, Because I got one just from you sharing one. Oh, see? So brainstorming works. So now what I'm actually working on is there's not a shortage of healers. What I want to do is I want to bridge what's missing in healthcare. I don't have to build the clinic and get the patient to treat the patient. Mm -hmm. What I can do is I can actually help practitioners who are already committed be more effective. So now I'm training practitioners Mm -hmm. and I'm marketing for practitioners and I'm referring my excess clients to practitioners and we're going global. We actually have a global virtual practice now. And it's working. And now we're starting to talk and develop the body work side. And we're starting to develop the movement side. So it was going to take me a million years the way I was going about it. Well, the thing, I've heard that. And we've got another caller. Yeah, so great. I'll say that and skip. Sure. But it's something I realized because I've heard that model a lot. Because in CEO space, people show up, they want to do a clinic, you hear that model. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm surprised that I never heard is that why don't they buy hospitals and can, and put the clinics within the hospital? Because I'm always thinking, why doesn't a hospital have everything? And then I realize, why don't we buy hospitals? Because they, they're privately owned. Yeah. And they sell them sometimes. Segway to commercial? I didn't look at the Elizabeth. Had to be done now, otherwise it might keep ringing. So um, you could just buy hospitals and then adjust them. And point being, so if something's not working, get into action, get into communication, and find another way to accomplish it because there's a million million ways to accomplish it. Hello, are you there? We're checking in to see if you have any questions or comments. Are you there? Can you hear us? Okay, I'm going to refresh the page just a sec. Okay, I hear something. Hello? Are you there? Are you on mute? Can you hear us? Yeah, well, no, no, there's no pocket dial happening here. (laughs) All right, we lost that caller. I wish. Um, If you want to call and listen to the show, that's fine. It's 713-955-0513. And 
I'm sorry, 0531. And uh, just uh, we just let us know. And uh, what were I going to say? You're welcome to call in and listen. How can they let us know? Oh, just when I answer, just let us know that you just want to listen, and we'll put you right back on mute, okay? So you're welcome to call at any time, 755, now I'm totally missing the number, 713-955-0531. Is that clear, or do you guys want to repeat it for me? 713-955-0531. Call in with questions, or if you just want to listen, that's fine. Just let us know. Yeah, when I I'm pick here, it up, I'm just let listen. us know. Yep. Great. So is that kind of what you were talking about earlier, about owning your own stuff, owning your stuff? Because you were talking mm. about your expectations. Of... No, but I kind of want to go back to letting people be heard. Okay. I think there's something really powerful so that people can get practically. Okay, I think great. a lot of what we say is like, that's awesome. It sounds great. Mm-hmm. But people don't know how to apply it. So, um, you know, like the recreation exercise. I want to do a version of that where you can actually hear what's in the background for people so that they actually feel heard. Okay. So um, will you do it with me? Will you tell me one sentence about how you're feeling today? Um, I feel like I could eat more food. Okay, so when I'm learning to do this, I actually repeat it verbatim so that I can kind of see what he might be feeling, like what's behind the communication. So I'm feeling, what did you say? I'm feeling like I could eat more food. I probably didn't manage my well-being <laughs> as well as I could have today. Is that what's in the background? Mm-mm. You're just hungry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a missing for you, which is food. Yeah, I'm just hungry. Okay, cool. Be not how much I got that. No. You're not recreated yet. You don't feel heard. I don't, I don't like what you said either. Me or her? No, how she, when you said that, when you said uh, that like, don't take that the wrong way. No, no, no that's just okay. a quick answer. So I didn't hear him. Mm-hmm. But you get how I was I'm like, I, But I got that you didn't hear him. Like, but isn't did. it, so it's that's obvious. Yeah. But yeah. see, so I do this a couple times, and I even do it with my clients to teach them how to hear mm. their customers and within relationships. Well, because you? when I'm analyzing in my head, I'm actually not hearing him. So I'm like, oh, you're probably wondering, right? That's in my head. That's why you went to well-being. That's yeah. why I went to well-being. That was your consideration, that was, not mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you know how often that is that we're in our heads listening? Mm. Okay, so let me try again. Tell me another sentence about your day, not about food and, and all redo it. And I want everybody to do it with me. Let's see if we can really get what he's feeling. Um, I really feel like I'm getting more comfortable being live. Okay. I really feel like I'm getting more comfortable being live. You're just kind of settled about it. Like it's easier to be here and be yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's just totally gotten. I got your yeah. world. Yeah. Anybody else? <laughs> no. So anyway, I actually practice that with people so that I can get out of my head and into it. It usually takes me a couple times, mm-hmm. right? But a really great way is, you know, if you're in a relationship or in a conversation with your boss and they're like, you know, I get that you want to raise and I'm just really stressed out about the funds. Try that on like that's you saying it. So that's the boss saying that. Yeah. And so you're actually, trying to get your bosses. Yeah. Reaction. And I actually repeat it in my head because it's kind of weird to do out loud. And mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But I repeat it in my head like what if I was my boss saying that? Oh, my gosh. I really get that you have a lot to manage. Like, and I appreciate that you're managing all this. And I'd like to increase the revenue so that you're not as worried. You know, it's not an extra burden for you. So being able to actually leave people with, I really fully hear everything. I get what you're feeling. I totally got it. It really just opens up a new conversation. Mm-hmm. So thanks. I just wanted to kind of give an what, exercise uh, that people can. And I, and I get what you're saying and doing. Um, so what if, I, so question for me yeah. is, I mean, this is how I would react to it. If, uh, after our talk, I'm watching what I say now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
What if you someone said I'm hungry? Basically, is what I heard. Mm-hmm. What if you said, okay, let's grab a bite uh, after the show? Yeah. Isn't that still re- isn't that still hearing what they're saying? Like yes, because keep going into action. Because I have a communication that's unresolved. That's something there, and you can actually get right to the source of it by creating the solution, as long as it's authentic. But if um, but that's fine. The communication is not over. So you did jump to it. Like, yeah, let's just get something, something to eat after the show. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Then you just know that there's something there. You, and well, you can talk about that's so the practice of communication. Yeah. It's just, you don't want to jump to fixing your solution. That is different than hearing and getting it. Yeah, it but, could be different well, because a lot I, of times I, it's like, oh, you're complaining about this. Well, let's just do that. Well, you know? I hate to do this to you guys, but we can skip it. Okay, yeah. we can go to something else. That's the trick that it teaches for oh, us. Yeah. Um, being hungry isn't something heavy. Like that's sure. easy. Yeah. Right? What's something a little more difficult to deal with? Because, because like you're saying, like like what I found in the world after doing all, a lot of landmark courses is that there's some things that I've made, I made too significant from what mm-hmm. I learned from landmark. I was like, all right, what's going on? For you? Let me like yeah. take care of this. Like or. Let me really hear you. Yeah. I'm just hungry, man. Can I give a really personal example? I've got I mean, a great one. Then we can skip it to something else. I've got a juicy one. Well, yeah, don't ask me. Man. It, it, it's <laughs> up to you. How, how vulnerable do you want to be with the audience? All the way. Whatever. Okay. Try the wave. So, yeah, so um, we can skip to something else. How about the, so there's a communication that occurred between us, right? Which could have been totally, it could have gone a total different way. Um, I've, re- I've been considering divorce all night. That's really heavy, right? Yeah. Okay. So there could be a lot of reaction around that, right? And it's very personal, right? So being able to stand inside of hearing and getting each other's communication around that was, um, here's how it actually played out. Okay. Um, do you feel really lit up about anything in your life right now? Me? No, this is what oh. the communication was. Like, you okay, what Heber said? that's what, so the communication was, I've been considering divorce all night, mm-hmm. right? And then we basically came back to that. So the other person said, okay, do you feel, like, are you feeling lit up or like you're up for any part of your life right now? Or are you burnt out? Are you feeling burnt out? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not really filling up to anything in my life right now. I'm burnt out. So he really okay. got you. He really got you like that. That's, that's so it's like, okay, I really got that. What do you need? That's extraordinary. And we actually got to the bottom of what the need was, whether it was well-being, like I need rest, I need food, I need to call my coach. I'm really not excited. You know, I'm disempowered about money or where my job's at. I need to go work that out. And then there were actions put in place. And we actually never had to talk about it um, again because the root was actually addressed. Mm-hmm. Is that so? That's that's a way that you know it wasn't like going into fixing like you know okay well what do you need right? It was really like I got that you're burnt out. Yes, I really get that, and that's hard to be burnt out. There's a lot of compassion when you actually get it. That was really easy for me to be vulnerable. Thanks for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I keep giving it up. Like, we can go to something else. <laughs> no, but that's, Remember, I'm that's sorry. an example. Why did I say anything? Yeah. Well, so, I should have communicated with that. Yeah. So, well, I think that the... Because what comes out on the surface isn't what's in the background. That's the hardest thing to work with as opposed to... That's, that's totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, like, I think professionally when, like, you brought up, like, asking for a raise... Can be extremely confrontational mm-hmm. yeah um, and especially when you get told no like you're gonna have this miasma of considerations as to why rather than just getting it like I'm not good enough like I must have screwed up uh, it's a bad time to ask for a raise company's going bankrupt rather than just actually being with the communication and being like okay well you probably should have asked for a raise when the company's going bankrupt but who knows maybe Maybe it'll work out. Well, it may or may not be, but that's what you go through when you actually hear a communication that you don't want to interact with. Here, here's something interesting. So uh, this kind of goes along with something I was saying earlier. 
uh, I had a friend uh, reach out to me for advice because they were uh, confronted because their boss wanted to talk to them the next day. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and she was worried she was getting fired. Actually, she was sure. Sure, she was getting fired. She's like, what do I do? What do you think? I was like, well, uh, I mean, I don't remember the time, but she had some time. I thought maybe you should ask him before he brings you into the office. Ask him if he's happy with his, your performance and if you could do anything uh, to better her performance, right? Like, what could you do better, right? Mm-hmm. And something I teach is, or I coach is, don't look at necessarily what is going wrong, but look at what you can do, right? Don't sit there and dwell about, totally. oh, the lighting isn't perfect in here and whatever. What can we do? We can go into the show. This isn't working? Okay, it's not working. Let's move on. Let's not discuss it. What can we do? Right. Um, so she did that. She couldn't wait. She texted. I think it was over a weekend. She texted them because they, they have good communication that way or email or whatever it was. And he goes, oh, I'm glad you brought that up. I want to talk to you about that. So now she's even more. <laughs> oh, no, right? But so what I've seen sometimes is that uh, one of the things I learned in Landmark was being direct. But I also see in the world Sometimes you cannot be direct with people. Hmm. You have and to be responsible with where they're at. Exactly. You Absolutely. can't just say, hey, do you want to get married? I mean, it might be, right? We talked about this last one. You've got you a lot of work. Yeah, I'll hear you. <laughs> did that? Right. He actually yeah, did that? <laughs> but yeah, but well, you guys probably knew each other first. I knew her last name. That's a joke. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Exactly. <laughs> what I mean is like going up to a stranger or something. Mm. But hey, I really find you attractive. You look like the kind of person I want to be married to. Do you like being married? <laughs> it might work at some point. I mean, if well, you talk to enough people, you can. Wait, 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 wait. Let's not go into it. I'm just using an okay. example. So you have to, like, like you're saying, being responsible for where they're at. And so she. Her asking, are you going to fire me, probably wouldn't have been the right way to go. Mm-hmm. But instead, she asked, um, what can I do to improve my performance? What do you see? Like she, was in his, she was in his world, and what happened was nothing. Yeah. The next, that Monday that came along, he didn't even want to meet with her, and life went on. Wow. So I don't know exactly what happened, but my... My feeling on it was that because she was addressing the issue, mm-hmm. whatever he wanted to talk about dissolved, mm-hmm. and she probably she also got in his space. Like she probably never saw it that way. Mm-hmm. What could I do? Yeah, I'm sure it was in her mind. What could I do to improve my performance? How sure. was my performance? I should get my shit together. Whatever went on along with her, it changed things for her. So there's a there's sometimes I'm saying is that you can approach something directly indirectly. Right. Yeah. One of the, one of the things I would have suggested in that situation is for her to look at actually how nervous she was being about it and anxious, and trying on communicating that to the boss. Like, um, so I don't know what this meeting's about, but I'm really stressed out about it. Can you mm-hmm. tell me what this is about mm-hmm. so that I don't have to spend the weekend anxious about it? Like yeah. just making or it. Or they really care yeah. about my Make job it, and, and you're, sure. it's Sometimes some people can't be that direct, but. Like that's vulnerability. Being vulnerability, yeah. Being in a place of vulnerability. I disagree with that. Like what I'm saying, but I'm just, I'm just disagreeing with it. It's not personal. I'm just disagreeing with it. I think sometimes, like in that, for me, in that, what I hear is, I'm dealing with something. I want you to deal with it too. Mm -hmm. But in the world, like we can do that, right? Right. But if you're not at a certain level. A lot of people can't, like, deal with it. You have to, I think what what mm. she says is you have to see where people are at. Yeah, well, and I love owning your stuff. That's what, um, that's what you came up with, is, like, owning, like, instead of me throwing up my emotional reaction onto somebody, like, deal with this, you know, like, you're up there, and I'm just looking at you for the answers. I really own, like, and that's where I think you're coming from. I'm feeling nervous about this meeting and I want to be proactive and, you know. So you could get more creative instead of saying, okay, here's what I'm feeling. You could say, 
Um, I can't wait for the meeting. What can I do to be prepared? There you go. That's, that's really good. Great. Yeah, that's good. So then you're you're addressing your proactiveness and yeah. you're getting resolution for yourself. Sure. And sometimes really saying, you know, for a lot of people, even the practitioners that I train, if there is that voice in your head, you know, like you're really nervous and you're trying to shut it, shove it down or, you know, it's whatever. Not it. It's when. It's all when, there. Yeah. Getting, acknowledging it for the other person really takes it out of the way. Like, you know, um, the, the other day, um, I was tired. I was really tired. And I knew that there was something that my clients and my practitioners would perceive from mm-hmm. me, right? So I said, you know, I'm doing really great. And I'm feeling really tired today, you know, and that's okay. But that's just what I'm dealing with mm-hmm. so that it's, it's not there anymore. You know, and I've had practitioners, you know, tell their clients, um, Oh, I just started conducting this appointment a little bit different. So I'm a little on edge about how it goes and, you know, to do the right things and make this end on time. So just bear with me, you know, but acknowledging that in a responsible way actually kind of gets it out of the space, you know, for the other people. So mm-hmm. Great. That's kind of what you mean by owning your stuff. Mm. Well, you say more about that. I think more about that. So what I heard in Adam, what you created was what this friend of yours could say to her boss. Um, and to me, that was vulnerable because she was saying, what can I do to improve my performance? And she totally came from his world. So that's super powerful because I have, like, that's a weakness for me is um, not coming from the other person's world, wanting to come from my mm-hmm. world, you know, and wanting to say, uh, just to totally be open and vulnerable. Meanwhile, now they have to deal with all my crap, and that may not be appropriate mm-hmm. for the relationship, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Especially with a professional boss mm-hmm. or any kind of business relationship, really. Okay, so owning our stuff. What I mean by that is, for for example, for me. So I, I always like to talk about real life. Yep, <laughs> really good. Okay, so for me, um, um, I'm in a divorce, right? And um, for a long time, like the last two years roughly, I had been, I had my heart set on a certain outcome, which was that our, our marriage was going to continue. And it would look like, you know, we would move back into the same house and then we would live happily ever after or at least mm-hmm. live together forever. Anyways, so first of all, that's all me. And I didn't own my stuff. So I was trying to force that outcome. Mm-hmm. And so whatever my husband would say, what I heard was, he's trying to change. That isn't what he was mm-hmm. saying. That's what I heard because I was like, that's all I wanted to hear, mm-hmm. right? He was saying, you know, he had compassion for where I was at, and he was perfectly happy with how he was being, and, and the way things were, not, not even perfectly happy, but satisfied enough to want to stay married. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had no intentions of, you know, shifting things. It was really working for him to be how mm-hmm. he was being. So, but all I heard was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'm trying to change. Mm-hmm. And... So I wasn't owning my stuff, okay? Again, with my daughter, my 15-year-old, um, I was owning my stuff when I realized, like, oh, my gosh, I'm not able to hear her because I want her to show up a certain way that I'm calling being responsible, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And every time we talked, all I was trying to do is to get her to be that way. Yep. I was like, well, she just needs to be trained. She, I need to train her again. I mean, oh, my gosh, I've had that like that loop in my head. I just have to teach my kids the same thing 15 times and they'll get it on number 16. Yep. <laughs> or my spouse, um, or my And that's employee, me or my trying client. to enforce what's over here with me. But when I sat down with her and listened, and then I saw what I was doing, like, oh my gosh, I'm putting on her. You must, you must act a certain way. You must handle your homework a certain way. Um, rather than if you handle your homework a certain way, you can have these privileges that I want you to have. She actually didn't want those privileges, and she had no intention of handling her homework a certain way. She was willing to do it at a certain level, and then once I accepted it, she went, did it at that level, which was an acceptable level, and she had the level of privileges she wanted to have. Yep. Then I had to let go of a 15-year-old should look a certain way. You know, and, yeah. and when I did, it was like, my okay. husband should comfort me the way so my love language is. thing about expectations. Our expectations are our stuff. So owning yeah. our stuff would be owning our expectations yeah. Yeah. and our point of view. We've got to get that we see things, you know, I see a Starbucks label on this mug. You can't say that live. 
<laughs> Don't you see what I see? There's like two points of views here. So, you know, the each person's perspective, it's always going to be somewhat different, but it's absolutely 100% valid for that person. So when I hear somebody, let's say I'm being accused of something. Let's be specific. Do you want to bring up the real example? Um, I'm not doing any more theoretical. Well, okay. I, think, I think about my daughter and how she's going to develop Great. and how I'm going to interact with her all the time. She's seven months old right now. At some point in time, she's going to develop a personality. And she what already I, has one. She already has a personality, but at some point in time, she's going to develop communication, and I'm not going to like it. Mm. So I'm constantly, like even now, while she's seven months old, I'm already dealing with myself. Like, and how I'm going to... So you mean you're noticing your expectations? Yep. Okay. I'm That's already great. noticing what I expect and what I'm going to already, um, well, not react to, but I mm-hmm. already have a body of expectations mm-hmm. that I inherited from my parents and from my environment. Mm-hmm. And I can already see myself interacting with her based off of those. And I'm already catching myself saying, well, that's not her reality. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I don't interact with her based off of that set of expectations, she has the room to be fully self-expressed. Right. Yeah. To be herself. To right? be herself. Yeah, that's and like, you know, there's things that are going to come up. There's going to be homework. There's going to be potty training. There's going to be a lot of things where, I'm already like watching myself deal with an internal dialogue about how it's going to go. And I, to be gracious about it and understanding, or I can choose to be my set of point of views, like you're saying. And honestly, like I'm dealing with that in myself with myself right now, because I know it's going to come up and I don't want to have like friction and contention in the home. So I'm already like, practicing giving up stuff like with you you're you're playing your future yeah like i'm already like okay well i'm just i want to i want to treat my daughter and all my children and let them have the freedom and self-expression and still understand that there's a responsibility and an accountability that we develop over our lives without it being having to look my way Mm -hmm. so another example um are we going to wrap up we started five minutes. We just ignored this. Um, we started we late. Off like that, yeah. So we, we have about, okay, okay. So another example is, you know, we were in an argument and it's basically like, we didn't take any responsibility. You made this all about me and my stuff. And um, coming from the points of view, that's real. Even though that wasn't, so let's say he said that, right? I don't what, know what you're talking about. Oh, an example of points of view. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, so points of views are real, even though they're different and they're not necessarily reality. I think she wants mm-hmm. to know what was said. So what was said was, Heber said, well, like, did you take responsibility? I don't feel like you took any responsibility for that, and you put it all on me, right? And about, like, we made it about my problems or issues. Um, and so what I said was recognizing that that's real. This is when it was effective and we didn't fight about it, um, <laughs> but I actually used my tools. Um, so I said, wow, I, you know, like I really get that you were, you know, I left you with, this was all about your issues, you know, and that's, you know, that really sucks or whatever. Um, and, you know, once he's heard about that, I basically went into, you know, what I, what I did say was, here's where I did take responsibility. And I just reminded him about the things that I said. You know, I realized I was responsible here and here and here and here, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to do those things in the future, you know. Um, and do and you remember that I shared that with you? Like, if I didn't make that clear or whatever, you know, I'm sorry. So acknowledging that even though his point of view wasn't true, if I would have just argued with him like, well, that's not true. You know, I said this, 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 and this, and you know, like, first of all, he wouldn't have been heard. So I don't even know that he would have heard what I just said. But having acknowledged that I left him with, this is all, you know, these are all your issues that we're going to work on and I'm not responsible at all. I left him with that. Mm. Even though I said other words, okay? But that was his real point of view. And then I got to share my real point of view, like, um, oh, I absolutely, you know, I do feel that I'm responsible. And here's the areas that I shared with you. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, I do remember that. I just didn't. I didn't remember because in the actual conversation, that wasn't, like, 
clear. Mm -hmm. Is that a good example? Does that speak to your... You want an example about point of view? Well, it was a clear example. Okay, okay. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening and watching to the Mastermind in Your Pocket, where we get experts from around the world, or Utah right now, that help you with your uh, problems, solutions to your problems, whether it's business, personal, health. We have a, a super health expert right here. <laughs> so uh, I like keep that your, super health expert. Yeah, you like that? Um, so uh, let's actually wrap up by reintroducing ourselves so people remember what I'm yep. talking about. So I'm Elizabeth Misturby, and you can contact me at elizabeththeinterpreter at gmail.com. Ooh, that's cool. um, I'm McCall, and I'm a master nutritionist. I do functional medicine and a very deep form of emotional healing and belief work. Um, and you can contact me at info at integritywellness.org. My name is Steve Baron. I'm a certified life coach. You can personal message me on Facebook. Just look up Hebrew Baron. Yeah, we'll tag him to this because uh, uh, I have to tag after. And my name is Adam Tajadine, and I'm uh, the host for the Ultra Perform Show and Passion Living with Adam, and we do marketing, implementation, and planning for you. Wherever you're at in your business, we guarantee results, and uh, you can contact me for a free consult. So thank you guys for listening and watching. Remember, Tuesdays right now at 10 o'clock, Mastermind in your pocket. See you guys later. Thank you. We're still alive.